0: Welcome back to the Shift Flow. I am Danny and I'm Mo. This is where practical advice intersects with spiritual guidance and so much more.
1: And we're two light workers who are on a mission to raise the collective consciousness. Yes,
0: we've created this container to serve as a safe space for us all to have conversations which lead toward your personal liberation, acceptance, and radical love of yourself.
1: So if you found this podcast, it's by no accident. You've been guided here because there's a part of you who's really ready to stop making excuses and start living the life that you've always imagined.
0: And you deserve it and you are worthy of it. So join us here every. Thursday! We're so excited to have you. Yes, and welcome
1: to your new community. So, you know, be here with us and lean into it and let's get started. Let's get started with checking in. How are you today? What's new? What's coming up for you?
0: What's coming up for me? You know, I've had a really fast-paced, productive last couple of weeks and I feel like as we're getting closer to the holidays, we're recording this on the 22nd of December. Yesterday was the winter solstice, which just encompasses a really deep healing energy in general. Um, especially if you're a sensitive and you're into tapping into those energies for ceremon- ceremonial and healing um, reasons. Yesterday was deep, man. I mean, it's the dar- it's the year with the least, or the day with the least amount of light in the entire year, and. Historically, it's used to process some deeper emotions that were in the darkness or in the shadows, for lack of better terms, and I feel like that's exactly what happened to me last night. Um, There were so many things that surfaced, and there has been an overall triggering energy this week of knowing that I you and I, me personally, you personally, we're on the precipice of this major breakthrough and we feel it and it's just not fully here yet. And so yeah. in all honesty, that that in-between that lull space that we all get in when we're when our manifestations are about to come in, um it gets tricky. And I would say there's been a lot of Deeper, unhealed aspects of myself that have bubbled to the surface so that I can release those, and then in return, that will rocket ship me forward or propel me forward towards that new phase. Does that make sense?
1: It does. It absolutely does. What about you?
0: Where are you at?
1: Yeah. So, um, and I mean, I'm uh, happy
0: to be here. Don't get me wrong.
1: <laughs> thank you for sharing. Well, and I think that's just the thing yeah. in life. We have to show up it. all the time and, and because right. we still have things we love to do and want to do and want to accomplish. Um, and, and I think that's, what's beautiful about these conversations that we have is that, you know, we're also living out real lives and not pretending to be perfect or that fake positive no. spirituality or positivity. Um, where it's like this, this is how this looks, you know, and, uh, you know, it's, so I think it's beautiful. And so, um, you know, we're we're about to have a conversation around, um, you know, health and wellness. So I just want to let you guys know uh, that. So, um, so, so before we get there, I'll share a little bit about where I'm at. Um, and, and we actually had a session yesterday and, uh, I, I had a little visit, uh, or I went and visited my (laughs) inner teenager and, uh, that was really like, you know, really huge for me. And so it, it was, it was wild to experience that with you also in a time where, you know, we talk about winter solstice and, and the slowing down and just. realizing the energy of winter and that pace of it and, uh, settling into what that looks like in that. And, you know, Mm -hmm. so talking about just a word, the word surrender comes up for me. And, uh, because I do have those, those masculine energies, like knocking at my door of like, Mm -hmm. Hey, you gotta, you need to do this. And we have some things to accomplish. And, uh, so there's, so there's, I've been feeling a little pulled, and, um, mm-hmm. what's interesting about that is when I, when I, when I follow each pole, I'm all over the place, <laughs> you know what i mean? Right. Rather than just like, what if I just slow down and take this pace a little different and realize that it, it, mm-hmm. it right now it can't look like what I think it's supposed to look like. And I have to yeah. let go of that. So that's kind of where I'm at. It's just, and honestly, that's where I, I always end up being in life is something feels off. What does it really mean for me? What is the world mm-hmm. trying to tell me it means? What am I, How am I trying to process it? And, and, and then what is actually the truth of it? So I, I, what, I'm, what I'm feeling is very on to uh, something, which is the truth of where I need to really be right now. So that what you talked about, so that when my manifestations are here and they're ready um, you know, to, to be lived in, I'm ready for that,
0: you know, Mm -hmm.
1: and I can actually fully be present with it. So yeah, I think I'm, I I think I'm in a place of, let's let go of the expectation of what I thought this moment in my life is supposed to look like and lean
0: into whatever the fuck the
1: universe has for me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Amen, sister. Amen. Um, yeah, I think, leaning into that word surrender, right? Yeah. Um, that's where I need to be. Yeah. That's what th- all of this is ushering me towards is the action of surrendering. And I think maybe that's something to really touch on right now is what is surrendering? What does that mean for you? What does that mean for me? What does that mean as a practice as a whole? And it means letting go of control. And what is the motivating factor of the desire to control? It's fear. Yeah. So what are you fearful of? What am I fearful of? Let's share that. Let's be real. Oh. I am a limitless being. Yeah. She is a limitless being. We know how to be limitless in the in the yeah. fact that we look at our fears and we choose to move towards them and befriend them and use them as a power source to push us forward instead of hinder us. It doesn't mean that we're humans without brains and without egos and that we don't experience fear and anxiety. That's not real life. Yeah. You know? And so for me, the fears are present that are presenting to me just to be full transparent, fully transparent is, we kind of talked about it before, like, my spirit is much more ready for that next phase, probably in a year or so, of that that real partner. Yeah. That real, oh my gosh, I realized in the last year that I wanted children and a family. Yeah. That's a major shift for me. I was the girl my whole life, Pfft, marriage, Pfft gross right like i'm just gonna party and be hot the rest of my life and there's no i i also am not attached i'm not attached to that being that happening i knew i know the first half or three decades of my life i am supposed to be self-focused but knowing that with that shift it's like now I'm building for that future potential. I'm not just yeah. building for myself. And the fears that present or have presented, it's like as soon as you're about to hit a next level monetarily or in your business or with a relationship or whatever it is, those, the residue of those fears that you haven't fully processed bubble to the surface. And the universe goes, you want to be wealthy? Well, you're still holding on to this in your subconscious. Yeah. So... That's what's been happening to me. Is like I'm fearful of not being in that place monetarily where I can't just provide for myself. I can provide for everybody that I love in my life. I want to be just the. I just want to be a money gun. Like you know, like here, here's a hundreds, hundreds, thousands, Everybody gets it. We're all good, right? That would be amazing. Yeah. But the fear that's presenting itself is, am I capable? Yeah. am I capable of hitting that in my own business with my own voice, with my own mission? And the answer is absolutely yes. But the ego doesn't want to believe that because it's never seen it before. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, so. do you, um, you know, I always love the uh, Abraham or Esther Hicks. Yeah. I always love how yeah. she she gives this one example all the time where she says, you know, you can't go to the buffet and see all this amazing food and think, "Well, I'm going to eat everything I'm ever going to eat right now." <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. uh and I love that and mm. and so he, like here's why it makes me think of this 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 conversation with you because you you're you are building and i'm i'm like feeling a sense of like you like like a tinge of maybe perfectionism and that it needs to be perfectly ready before you can bring in this new energy yeah before you can have the family and the life that you really want so how do how do you feel like uh yeah that perfectionism how do you feel like like, if you could give yourself, if Do you, you were coaching yourself right now, <laughs> yeah, what would you say to your yourself right now if you were your client?
0: Mm. You know, <laughs> <laughs> this is a really, this is a big one for me, because yeah. honestly, I'm just not ready right now. Mm-hmm. It's not just about the finances, it's not just about this, it's about not having an extended period of time in my adult life where I've been fully single.
1: I see.
0: Yeah. So it's not just about, I want it to be per I do. I want it to be perfect. And that's, and that's something I need to release is to lean into the fact that I will figure it out. I will always figure it out. And at the end of the day, we aren't, we aren't in control of the universe, God, whatever you want to call it. Your angels provide you exactly what you need in each and every given moment. And leaning into that and knowing that it's not going to be on my timeline.
1: Yeah. I know
0: that, you know, again, I'm not in control, but there is a part of me that wants to be yeah. and acknowledge that and love that and understand that that's, that's That's being human. And also honoring that. I know deep within my soul and within my heart, because I'm just coming out of that thing it from Costa Rica. Let's call it the thing, yeah. right? It was <laughs> it a beautiful really thing <laughs> and, a, and a miraculous thing. And it was a thing. It was a yeah. thing in many different ways, but I'm not ready because I know that that next person is going to be it. Yeah. And I want to spend solo time with myself, building myself, building my business, building my brand, knowing that you know, this solo time, this self-exploration time where I figure out what I really, really, really want and of my exploring my relationship to myself. And when I'm ready for that relationship, you know, it's, it's going to be from a place where I know in my mind, body, and my soul that I'm ready for a partnership and that I'm not just, again, following the lead of a man that's found me in my life. Yeah. Does that make sense? It totally makes
1: sense. So can I ask you one more question? And I don't know if you want to answer this or not. Go for it. The person that you're, uh, I'll the, the energy in your life right now, uh, maybe listening to this podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Do you feel like
1: you're also feeling some, like tension between how amazing this person feels and mm-hmm. and your inner knowing of right now wanting to protect your intention of being celibate and or being um, single do you feel like there's any tension there right now with that and that
0: you know what no
1: Oh, that's because
0: he has a very similar perspective as I do we're being very I mean we've been talking a lot about what it's going to be like when I see him in a few
1: days you know but (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: and like how much fun we're going to have when we're together yeah. But as far as putting ourselves too far in the future, he knows that That's I'm awesome. not mad. And that I so want great. to travel. Yeah. And I'm going to I I am going to put you know, I'm going to follow my goals of going to multiple different countries in the next year or two.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And we're leaning in to this connection as much as possible and allowing whatever's supposed to happen to happen because it's almost like there is that short period of time that we're going to be together physically,
1: yeah. that we're
0: like, let's lean in. Oh, this let's is let so it hot, unfold. by the way. Let's like, not...
1: I feel the it's energy. It's so
0: hot. I... Yeah. It's so hot because, oh, yeah. girl. It's it's <laughs> so beautiful because there there is that energy of non-attachment. And yeah. I learned that from my previous partner, the energy of non-attachment, the energy of reciprocity. And we just have it yeah. because you don't fully morph the connection into, Oh, because we're connected and we feel so strongly. And there's this alchemical, like multidimensional thing that's happening here that I'm going to be like, you're mine and You can't go anywhere. That's yeah. not what yeah. real love is. Yeah. That's so we are so unattached and also so present.
1: Yeah, that's so
0: awesome. And we're just going to see how it unfolds. We have no idea what's to come, right? Yeah. And I know I'm going to Columbia in a month and I know what it can stop me.
1: <laughs> that's awesome.
0: So, yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, how do you feel talking through some of that? Do you feel like you have any new um, revelations through just like processing some of that out loud or do you feel yeah. kind of in the same space?
0: You know, this was very unexpected. Yeah, as it always is, right? <laughs> I met him the first day I got I'm not the first day, the first week that I got back from Costa Rica.
1: Uh-huh.
0: We were sitting in um ceremony or in a circle at a commu- a community that we both go to, yoga community in Arizona. And I immediately felt his presence when I walked in. I didn't look at him because I knew he was with a woman. And so I was oh, like, yeah. oh, I could already tell. I was like, he's connected to her. I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah. you know? And he then at the end of yoga, right? I'm like, <laughs> no, I, I'm very much respectful of people that are yeah. in connection and in relationships. I don't need to overstep by any means. Whatever is meant yeah. for me will be for me. And um, we ended up eye gazing. There was just yeah. this pull after yoga. We, there was like, we both turned and we're like, and we stared at each other in the eyes which is such a beautiful way to connect deeply with somebody that you don't know it it creates this sense of vulnerability and safety and it was like being held energetically by somebody that's known me my whole life And and not just known me, but like cherished and honored who I was. And we didn't even speak a single word to each other. Yeah. And then after we talked we chat a little bit. Of course, tears come up when you do that type of exercise. Yeah. For me personally, I mean, Cancer Moon, you're a Cancer. Tears we, come up for me for all okay. things. <laughs> <laughs> every single Perfect. every single emotion catch a too. Uh-huh. they should be paid actors right
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> anyways long story short um, he introduced me to his girlfriend at the time and then we just kind of went our separate, w- separate ways and I remember telling my friend Izzy I was like another one <laughs> yeah. you know there was this thing that happened but he has a girlfriend and cheerio you know off I go into into oh Utah Um, from Arizona to Utah and long story short, he ended up circling back like a month or so later in my DMS. And that week before he messaged, I was getting the emperor card pulling up in my tarot, and all of these messages that like an earth sign was coming into my life and emperor was coming into my life and then boom. And from there, it's just grown into this really beautiful container of expression and vulnerability and similarity. And, um, Recognition of each other,
1: yeah.
0: And he actually, this is going to segue into the conversation I want to have today. We were talking this week, and and something I expressed about my past, uh, my inner teenager presented itself. Yeah. And he guided me through that. He's a coach and a healer as well, and he guided me through that. And I realized that my inner teenager hasn't been acknowledged at all. Yeah. And so it's really incredible how this is all unfolding. And then it's, I don't know if anybody knows this, because I haven't really spoke on it, but what happens is I work through something in my life, and then it's presented and guided through the, the, conversations with my my coaching and reiki and energy healing clients almost like my clients have a parallel to my healing it's really incredible and really beautiful to witness
1: well and i actually was able to witness it yesterday
0: (laughs) yeah well
1: and you know it's so great is i've never met but because of your experience with my life has been influenced and I healed a part of myself because of you meeting however many months ago and and you having this experience with him, which was beautiful for me as well. Right. Thank you. Thank you. you, I don't know. Maybe I should say the name.
0: I I know. I'm like, maybe he doesn't want... We'll we'll beep that out. out. (laughs) I don't know if he wants to be... uh, Yeah. I don't know. We'll see.
1: Yeah, that's...
0: uh, But we'll definitely have him on here at some point. Yeah, that would be a blessing. A wealth of knowledge and um, we guide in very similar ways. So that leads us into the conversation that we want to have today. We want to talk about the passion and the knowledge and the the fire that we have in regards to natural healing. Natural healing, alternative healing, our alternative Healing methods, holistic healing methods for your mind, your body, and your soul. And for me, I really want to talk about a part of my story that I really haven't discussed a lot. I, I discuss it with people in my life, um, but it's something that until this week, I would avoid because it would bring up so much pain and it would, it would cause me to feel these unresolved emotions related to my inner teenager because my inner teenager is the one that went through this. Yeah. So when I was about... Anyone from 14 to 15 years old, I won't go into all of the details around why and how my parents divorced, but my parents separated when I was about 13 and they tried, they tried for a while and it just didn't work out. And after that, um, I moved into a house with my mom and they actually stayed together so that she could get her master's degree. My dad really supported her in that so that she could get a job. And I was a troublemaker, y'all. Like I was a rebel. you know always have been probably always will and no longer in the version where I'm hurting people in the process but you know I got into a lot of trouble and I see it now as I learned really hard lessons at a young age so that by the time I was an adult I wasn't getting arrested (laughs) you know what I mean it wasn't (laughs) on my adult record um but I've always wanted to explore and try new things and do all the things that people told me I shouldn't do. And that also caused a lot of stress on my mom and on my parents in general. They they had to bail me out of a lot. And I'm so grateful that they, they chose to stay by my side, Yeah, you know, and it wasn't beautiful always and the communication wasn't perfect and... There are many things that could have been different. However, I do recognize looking back through all of my phases and all of my changes and all of my seasons and being emo and being a skater and being a girly girl and all these things, (laughs) getting into trouble, getting arrested, they stayed by my side. Yeah. And I don't feel like I necessarily deserved deserved it at the time. And so I'm really grateful for that. But when they finalized their divorce... Um, And my mom and I were living together. My brother had moved off to college and my dad had moved to a different state. And she couldn't find a job. And again, I was getting into trouble. And it was just, it was just one thing after another for her. Yeah. And I really do feel like she chose that she didn't want to do it anymore. Mm. And I I was about 15 years old when she started getting really sick. Um, She started vomiting, like just couldn't keep anything down. And at first we were like, okay, it's the flu. Okay, it's this. And then, you know, one week turned into two weeks, turned into three weeks, turned into four weeks. And she turned into skin and bones. And witnessing that, as a kid, you know, when the dad dad was already not there and brother was already away from home as well, just me and her witnessing that, the degeneration of your parent was incredibly difficult. And I wanna say before we go deeper into this story that I am sharing this because I want to show people, number one, you are not alone. And number two, being vulnerable is a superpower. And the medicine that comes in sharing your stories and the traumas and the pain that you've been through and how you have made it out on the other side is what is going to heal this planet. And I also believe that if you're in a position like this, I promise you it's going to get better. So keep listening, and I'll tell you how. <laughs> um, no, it it was really it was really painful, and so after about a month to six weeks of her just you know truly withering away, um, we decided to go to a specialist, and they did a brain scan on her. And I remember her telling us that you know something had come up on the brain scan. And it was either one of two, it was one of two things, um, multiple sclerosis, which is an autoimmune condition or brain tumors. Mm. And it ended up originally being diagnosed as MS. Um, and there were, there were moments where she got into remission and, and you know, she got a job and. She could go work at Penny's and again, remember, I was 15 years old, so my way of coping was partying, drinking, being boy-obsessed, the things that we knew how to do when we were teenagers, right? Yeah. I was in complete and utter denial, and also a, a very difficult, very dark mental place because of this, and... Like I said, the original diagnosis was was MS, and then time went on. She went into remission, meaning she didn't have symptoms, and then her mom, my grandma, ended up passing, and my grandma had uh, dementia, so Mm. the relationship was really rocky when she passed, and that was almost like the straw that broke the camel's back for my mom. She kind of just said, you know what? I mean, unconsciously, right? It felt like, in my perspective, she just was... She was. She gave up. You know, there were many things. There's many things that you can do for autoimmune conditions, for MS, for other things to keep you really healthy and to keep the symptoms at a really um, almost. It it can keep them at bay, essentially. So it's not running your life. Your your diagnosis is not running your life, but you are able to keep it under wraps so that you can live a somewhat almost normal life. I know many people that live a normal life with this condition. Um, And then after that happened, her symptoms increased significantly. And this was probably in like a year and a half span of the original diagnosis. And they actually re-diagnosed her with something called NMO, neuromyelitis optica, which really if you don't know what that is, it's a more degenerative form of MS. It's it's much more intense. And now she lives in a 24-hour care home, um, she can't walk. She can't really do anything herself. She can, you know, move her hands and speak and she's there mentally for the most part, but only as much as one can be that's sitting behind screens inside all day. Right. With it, completely inactive. So I'm, I'm grateful that she's still alive and she's still there and we still communicate. And we actually have a much better relationship than we ever did when I was younger. It was really volatile. Um but this, I, I say all of this because this is what sparked my passion for finding holistic remedies for yourself. I wanted to be a doctor. I was pre-med when I entered into college. I wanted to be a surgeon. I wanted to be fucking Grey's Anatomy status. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and... <laughs> and seeing that I still entered into college as pre-med and then I was introduced to my ex-boyfriend at the time when I was 18 and he started showing me this new way of eating I mean I was consuming Taco Bell pizza Subway honestly not eating all day for the most part while I was an athlete my whole life I don't know how I survived I was a I was a green I was a string bean um But I started, I was introduced into a new way of eating. Mm -hmm. So we would eat kale, kale salads, like just very nutritious dinners and lunches and breakfasts. Yeah. And through that, I started to see my own body heal, my energy come back, my digestion healed, my cystic acne started to go away. So the combination of recognizing that there's something here with the healing power of food And also what I witnessed with my mother being brought through the medical system only to be made more and more sick. That ushered me into, okay, there has to be another way. There has to be another way that we can look at diagnoses, that we can look at symptoms, that we can recognize that a lot of it has to do with the mind. A lot of it has to do with how you're living your life. And there are ways to prevent that preventative medicine. I'm like, what can I do in preventative medicine? And so I changed my degree to nutrition. And then I started getting into yoga. And through yoga and through improving my nutrition, that almost created a whole other spiritual awakening of there is power here. So. Yeah, you know, I was, um, I was actually just
1: watching Stutz, which is at Jonah Hill, um, mm-hmm. has a documentary where, have you seen this? Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. I just started it, and it, and his his therapist talks about life force, and basically oh. what you're talking about is, is, yeah, is is that, you know, and he explains it more in like a pyramid, and so you've got your, your uh, I believe it was body my, or no, it was body people. And then yourself, like how you relate to those things. Um, and, and how a lot of people, when, you, when you are sick, when you are consuming, um, foods that aren't nutritious for you, when you're not getting enough, I mean, really basic things that every doctor always says, but instead it's like, just give me the pill. Um, right. you know, that, that we, we don't take care of it. It sounds like you really started from, you know, a place of, oh, this is where the foundation is built to have a healthy life. And then that's what awakened you spiritually, awakened your mind to mm-hmm. a healthy mind. It's like you, you started with body, went to mm-hmm. spirit and mind. And then the next maybe is how you relate to people in the world around you. Um, yeah. Did you feel like when you were having these realizations, was there some pressure and or tension around how you saw the immediate results of the choices that you made and the changes that, that you made and what you saw in what your mom was doing. Was there, did you guys have tough conversations? Was that?
0: 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love, I love that question because I think this is going to bring up a really beautiful point for a lot of people that are either in, in a similar um, circumstance or have been prior. Because once I started discovering all of these things, it's like you strike gold, right? And you're like, holy shit. How is the world? (laughs) Yeah. It's like, how is the world not living like this? This can cure cancer, which we can talk about. This can cure your mental health. This can cure, and nobody's doing it. And I look like the crazy one. Yeah. And there were so many times and i still to this day know that when i do strike my gold when you know i'm over, i'm already overflowing with abundance and wealth but when it's just like it's a constant flow and i never have yeah. to worry about it i know it's in my my list of goals to hire somebody that can help her with her nutrition mm. because mm-hmm. that is something that's also my passion is how yeah. for lack of better word disgusting what they are feeding already sick individuals and children in our education system and at schools what you're feeding already sick individuals and individuals that are forming into the healthiest version of themselves, right? They're growing and you're feeding them this toxicity. And that's, that's a rabbit hole that I definitely go down. And that's a passion I really do have is somehow getting on a board somewhere someday to change that. Yeah. Um, And my mom and I had a lot of really difficult discussions over, over, what she was consuming and how she was still choosing to live her life and how mm-hmm. honestly it's, it's, it was up to her to do her exercises and it was up to her to invest in better nutrition and, and those things didn't happen. Yeah. And I wanted to so badly where, when I was in college to go to Whole Foods or go to these farmer's markets and get all of these high quality ingredients so that I could batch cook for her, but I couldn't even afford to do, to do that to myself, to yeah. do that for myself, Yeah. right? So I had all of this this knowledge, but I didn't have the resources to make it possible to help her heal in that way. Yeah. You know, well,
1: and, and it sounds like uh, you know. Even this is something that can be frustrating for me. Let me know if this resonates for you and where you were in your journey mm-hmm. at that point. When you sure. have the gold, and you're like, oh, I just uh, made this gold, and you can make this gold too, and um, you know, and so you're you're like wanting them to do this, and um, yeah. they don't want it for themselves. Uh, that's very hard, and I think earlier you mentioned. Um, that she kind of gave up on some levels and she felt yeah. she, 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 mm-hmm. she, was choosing the role on a level. And this is not me criticizing your mom at all, but she was a victim and she, she stayed in that place because honestly we can't, you know, she had a lot of reasons to feel the way she did and was valid in, in where she, in how she felt. So I want to honor her in that way great? and not criticize her. Um, she chose to stay in that place, however, which is, I think, where we're at in the story. And and how do you come to terms with knowing that you have this amazing information to share, mm. and she doesn't want it?
0: That was so difficult for me. Yeah. Because somewhere along the lines on an unconscious level, and Whoever is listening to this that has also experienced you're a part of my family, whoever you are, this is my story. This is my perspective. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's the only truth. We all have our own individual truths. This is the story through my lens. And it was debilitating at times for me because I think somewhere along the way, I know somewhere along the way I had to take the, the parent role yep. for myself. We had to take care of my mother, you know, and I had to figure out, I still remember that having to figure out how to apply for colleges all by myself mm. and not knowing what the fuck I was doing and not having anybody there. And I had to step into that hyper independent role at a really, really young age. <clears throat> and in that, I wore my mother's illness as a significant part of my identity. You know, I felt like because I had this knowledge, it was my responsibility to figure out how to heal her. And I lived that for years. And it was really, really difficult. You know, you you can't wear somebody else's pain and life experience as your own. It's not yours. It's not yours to carry. My mother's diagnosis is not mine to carry. It's a part of my story. And I can't remember the, the exact moment. I believe it was when my ex got sick because my ex had, it's wild. My ex had something where he was sick for almost a year. And he had an autoimmune condition related to stress. And so it it presented itself again. And I remember going to one of my healers. And she helped me realize that my healing or my desire to heal and help others came from a place of fear and a desire to control. Like I wanted to control his experience. I wanted him to follow the plan that I created for him. I wanted my mom to follow the plan I created for him for him, for her. And that just put me in a place of stress and dis ease. And where would I get if I continued in that? I would create disease within myself. And so I had this massive revelation in like 2020 when he was sick or 2019 that I needed to shift the way that I was helping people and that I couldn't help them if they weren't willing to help themselves. And it was almost as if as I as if I detached from his potential outcomes fully. And I connected that with my mom and detached from that from her and took that that victim mentality of me off of me of oh, because she's sick, you know, the world hates me, I had to detach from that as well. Then he started to heal. I detached from his outcomes, and that gave him energetic space to figure it out on his own. There is a really powerful story that I do want to say about his healing, though. Because I was getting um, certified in Reiki level one and two around the same time that he was really experiencing a lot of significant symptoms and pain. And I remember after my first day of training and after my attunement for level one, I came home and it was like around 830 at night. And I was like, I just want to practice on you. And it was from a place of detachment to the outcome. I just want to make you feel good. I just want to practice on you. And I practiced on him. And I can't believe I haven't said this story more. It's really miraculous. And this ties into why we really believe in these types of practices for holistic healing. But long story short, I was working on him and he fell asleep. And I was really focusing on his right side, his right knee, his right big toe, because that's where majority of his pain was. And his eyes, he was having inflammation in his eyes that could have caused him to go blind. And so I was working on him. And about 40 minutes in, he started to fall asleep. And I really focused all of my energy, my attention on his foot and his knee. And he fell asleep. And then after that, I cleared the energy. I did everything I needed to do after doing a Reiki session. And laid down next to him because it really energizes me. Started reading my Reiki book. And he starts talking in his sleep. He goes, I'm ready. And this wasn't an uncommon occurrence for him to talk in his sleep, but he goes, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. And I'm like, you're ready for what? And he would respond to me like, I'm ready. I'm ready. And then he lifted up his right arm and he said, I'm ready for it to leave my body. I'm ready. And then his arm dropped and he didn't say anything else. And I was like okay I'm gonna go to bed now the next morning I kid you not he woke up and he said I had the craziest dream ever and it felt so real it felt like this energy this white energy came over my body and just took all of this sludge out of me and he woke up almost pain-free wow Almost fully pain free after dealing with this for 12 months.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: And he was trying the medications and he was going in and out of the doctors and he was doing all of the things. And then one Reiki session, one energy clearing session, alleviated his pain and he started to heal significantly after that. I also think a part of the magic is That's again amazing. detaching from their outcomes. You're not in control of their journey. You can only assist.
1: You know, and and I I really feel called in this moment to to say this. So if you're hearing about energy healing and you're thinking, how does that work? I don't know if I understand that. Uh, I think that's completely normal. Uh, And because I didn't either. And what's so funny is, uh, you know, when I started to go down the path that I'm going down right now because for now I am committed for the rest of my life, you know, to, to, uh, shedding my skin all the time, you know? And, um, and so the the first time I had an energy healing session, uh, I thought I literally have no idea how this works, but I just know, I just believe, I just know it does. I don't know how, (laughs) do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I, but I believe in, I believe everything is energy. And and if that's the case and I, and I believe there are people who are on this planet to heal. And I, and so if that's the case, you know, and so, uh, and, and Dave would say the same thing and, um, because we both had some amazing experiences. So, so this is just a little moment to, to allow yourself to settle into the idea of energy healing as a potential option for you because it, it can be incredible. And so, yeah. um, yeah, I just wanted to say that real fast. Um, and had, he, he had never experienced energy healing before. Right.
0: Never. And, and, and that's he... one of many miraculous stories. Yeah. Miracles happen all the time. And the medical industry wants to call it like a spontaneous, spontaneous remission. Yeah. Right. But the truth is you can heal anything. Yeah. any thing. I'm talking about the worst diagnosis. You can heal that yourself, your body, not just with these modalities, but your body is programmed to heal itself. Yeah,
1: absolutely. You know, and it makes me think, you know, just going back to your mom for a minute, you know, trying to figure out just the idea of trying to figure out what's wrong with me. That's a word we use a lot when we're not well. And, and it's just interesting how almost immediately we want to identify conversation in your own mind. The language that you use is all, I'm going to fight this. I'm going to fix what's wrong with me. I hate what's happening to me. I mean, it's, 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 it's a lot of victim language. And, and if, our bodies are meant to heal themselves. You know, you, we talk about this all the time. If you're going to set across from someone uh, on a double date or on a on just a date by yourself, I guess, and you know, if you were to talk to them using the same language, you think they'd be attracted to you? What are you calling into your life experience? Are you calling health, wealth, and abundance? Are you calling disease, illness, lack? You know, <laughs> so. I, I feel like this may be a really good moment to have a conversation around how you learned that in regards to your experience with your mom and how, how that really shifted for you and what that looks like for you today.
0: Yeah, absolutely. There's a few things that I want to, I want to acknowledge with this answer, um, Number one, thinking about a diagnosis, right? Thinking about we have this, we have a few symptoms. Let's say you're experiencing joint pain and, um, I don't know, uh, an ache in your heart, right? Yeah. Where does your mind go when the symptoms present themselves? Yeah. Is it worst case scenario? Mm. Because a part of us really wants to identify
1: Mm -hmm.
0: what this is. And answer. And then when we do, yeah, cancer right? And then when we do, what does that tell our mind? Mm -hmm. That we have that thing. And with what we're taught with these types of diagnoses is that a lot of them are terminal. A lot of them do get worse. You can't get better. Your body is attacking yourself with autoimmune disorders. There's a lot of putting you as the victim when it comes to going to a doctor, getting diagnosed because you have a few symptoms that have presented themselves over an X amount of time. And then we attach to that. And then that becomes our identity. And What does that do? It manifests. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. When it could very well just be like you have a mineral deficiency, you have a nutritional deficiency. You need a little bit of vitamin D or a little bit of magnesium. Here you go. And then a week later, your symptoms have subsided. But you went the Western medical route and they gave you a diagnosis and they told you that this is how you're going to be for the rest of your life. And there's no there's no exit. So you might as well accept it. Yep. I'm here to say go in the absolute opposite direction of that. You don't have to accept any diagnosis. You don't have to... Doctors do not know how much longer you have to live. You do. It's a choice. And you can choose to accept specific diagnoses, and there are very... There are are also diagnoses which are accurate, right? I'm talking about the ones that are inaccurate. I'm talking about the ones that... It feels like the way that the medical system has been developed is a way to remove us from our innate power to heal ourselves. And notice how that puts you into fear. And that fear puts you into anxiety and that anxiety puts you into how do I identify what's wrong with me? And the other aspect of it, when it comes to my mom and removing that victim mentality from my own story, I had a couple people call me out when I was younger, um, around 1920. And one of them was my ex, and he said, You know, you're really just like playing the victim to your circumstances, to your life. And I'm so grateful for what he offered and provided for me in the beginning of our relationship. Mm -hmm. Even though that triggered me so deeply. It was something that I, again, was holding. I was carrying it for such a long time. I was like, this is my life. My mother's sick. I'm miserable because of it. I'm depressed. I have all of these mental health issues because of what I witnessed and rightfully so. And also, I'm choosing to play victim to my own life. And initially that conversation triggered me and it also made me curious. Okay, maybe I should look at myself in the mirror a little bit. It's so easy for us to play small. It's so easy for us to be like, all of this has happened to me. So I should be depressed and miserable. Yeah. But you are not going to find happiness in that place. Mm -hmm. You are not going to find fulfillment in that place. You are not going to find personal empowerment in that place. You are going to continue to breed more and more darkness and more and more dread and more and more misery. If you continue to hold on so tightly to the pain of your past, it will drag you down. And I chose to liberate myself, and it was a process over many years, and I continued to do that. But that isn't who I am. I'm not the stories. I'm not the traumas. I'm much more than that, as are you and, and everybody that's listening.
1: Yeah, you know, I always like to think about... I absolutely love movies and TV always have, you know, I'm a little more, I'm a little more unplugged than I used to be for sure. But, uh, Mm -hmm. I always like to think about those stories that you love the most. And there's always a hero and there's always a Vic, you know, a villain and there's always, you know, but it always does start with an injustice has happened. (laughs) You know, something, something changed from your life that was just flowing fine. Everything's going, everything's going wham. It's different. Who's to blame? What's wrong? What are we going to do about it? You know? Um, And the hero always has that moment where it's who, you know, the the fact is things are happening to all of us all the time, right? Mm -hmm. Your life is going to happen to you all the time. And there are definitely going to be moments that it's like, I feel like a victim in this moment. And, and this isn't great, but, but this is your life journey. Mm -hmm. And so what you're saying is, you know, really what makes you, you, what, what decides your future isn't that this thing is happening. It's what you want to do with it. And one thing we know for a fact is when we've seen those stories where the hero, you know, there's usually a point where the hero goes, I am going to, I'm going to take this challenge on, you know, like, if or if it was like the gods, you know, and the gods say, this Hercules is your, you know, do you want to take the easy way or the hard way? And the fact is, you know, it's not easy always to to make that choice and to go in that other direction. But if you don't, it it is maybe easier, but the outcome is is worse. It's 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 you are choosing a life
0: of your own suffering.
1: Exactly. Like if you And yes, you you are choosing it. Yeah, you look into a crystal ball and it says, What is my future if I make this choice? If I choose to be the victim, what is my future? I will disintegrate into nothingness. If I choose to not be a victim, if I choose to decide I am not going to be this story, this is not who I am, this is something that is here to teach me this, it may still end up being something that becomes a part of your journey throughout your whole life story. But how do I want to wield this powerful new piece of my life experience and integrate it into who I am without it becoming who all, everything I am and overcoming me, you know? And so I, I, I love that you say that because I think that's the huge distinction here is just how powerful your mind is and how much of a choice you do have moving forward to understand what, what you want that to look like, what you're willing to accept and and what you desire knowing that uh, you absolutely have more control than you think and also how to surrender to those moments that you uh, want control and it's not the right choice
0: (laughs) right everything's a delicate dance isn't it it's a delicate balance of the yin and the yang of the surrender and the movement of the action and the flow it's it's this dance that's all it is i really look at life as like your life is your life's work. Mm-hmm. You know, your life is a piece of art. You get to take the paintbrush or the pen and create whatever story you want to create. This comes back to truth, right? It's your truth. Yeah. I could look back and look at this canvas and paint this dark and dreary and sad picture. But I choose to look at that point in my life as like a crack in the concrete, you know? And, and what I did for a long time is I kept drilling at that crack and that crack kept expanding and expanding, expanding into this dark, empty hole that I would jump into. And it wasn't until I looked myself in the mirror and in my eyes. And I was at that bottom, the bottom of that crack. (laughs) I was at the bottom of the crack in the concrete, right? I was at rock bottom. Yeah. And I said, what do I want to build from here? And then you start filling it with a little bit of sand, a little bit of soil, you know, a little bit of fertilizer. And then you get to choose what you draw. You get to choose what you paint. And I chose to paint a beautiful flower. And so I look back with gratitude because I learned so much from that pain. It's It put me on this path of being a healer.
1: Yeah.
0: It put me, it, it lit this passionate fire within me that I want to reach the masses and show them how they can heal themselves, their mind, their body, their spirits. So I get to paint whatever picture I want. And so do you.
1: And you get to choose the characters that you paint, (laughs) which is also very important. You know, and, and I, I am... I am hearing that the, uh, there is this voice in my head that is saying how important it is also to when you are engaging with doctors or other health professionals or those who you choose to heal you, yeah. the language you use with them as well. Uh, you know, Get so curious. when I, when I, I, for the first time in my life, have a primary care provider. Uh, and, and when I found my primary care provider, it was through my gynecologist and, she, you know, I, I told she asked me if I had one and I and for the first time ever, and I don't know why I said this to her, I said, you know, I just really don't want a doctor who is trying to push pills at me all the time and somebody who, you know, and I just shared with her what my intention is. And I said, if I had a primary care professional in my life. I would want them to understand that I don't like to take medication if it's not necessary. If there's a way to heal myself holistically, I would like to do that. I want to work out. I want to be healthy. I want to eat clean. And I don't want the solutions that are going to keep me in a suppressed place of victim Mm -hmm. mentality or this is something that's happened. So So I shared all that with her. And she recommended because I was so open with her. She recommended to me my doctor who is all of that. And and so what's beautiful is now I have a place to go because I was willing to be. I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but toot too, you know, toot um, toot, baby. Uh, <laughs> and, and, you know, I and I talked to her the day day one. Yeah. I went in there and I said I I would really like to take a moment to talk to you about my intention for my life health journey, you know, and, and she was so amazing. I think she ended up being in there with me for like an hour, you know, because I slowed down and I said, this is what I want. And this is what I don't want. And so if you want to do that, I would like you to be my partner in my health. And I literally said that to her. And, um, you know, you might think to yourself, that's cheesy. Wow. Cringe, you know, and that's all right. I did not do the flying about that. And I just thought, I want, I want, to, this is what I want for myself. And so uh, I, I guess my message in this moment, just from hearing what you said is that, you know, you, you not only speak the language to yourself of what you want your life to be, speak it to those around you, speak it to those who engage with you, who we actually talked about this last week, those people who hate the, the, I hate Mondays and we're all just getting older oh, and, Oh, my, my bones ache and yeah, we got to get our backs, you know, our backs aren't quite what, whatever I hear my back pop or whatever Mm -hmm. those, there's a lot of joking around about um, declining in health in our culture. And I just Mm -hmm. also would like you to know that it's so, so important that you are conscious of that and you choose the people you surround yourself with as well as your thoughts. (laughs) So, yeah.
0: I agree. And you know, what's really coming up for me is, as you speak on that, it's like, you are the authority to your own body. Yeah. Nobody else has authority over you. Mm -hmm. Nobody else has authority over your physical health, just because somebody might be a little bit more knowledgeable. And this goes, this goes for... Every aspect of life, right? Like just because somebody is a little bit more knowledgeable in a certain realm of life does not mean they have authority over you and your decisions. And I say this, excuse me, I say this so passionately because I have had traumatic experiences with doctors where... They put me, specifically a a female doctor, a gynecologist, when I chose to have my abortion when I was 20 years old. I remember her, um, I was kind of coming out of a twilight, you know, the twilight zone after the procedure, and I remember her saying, you have to get on the books, you have to get on birth control. And I was this terrified little kid, right, that went through a traumatic experience. And I was like, what? Like, I don't believe, I personally don't believe in birth birth control, and we're going to have a segment around yes. that as well. Yeah. But I said, what? And I remember her saying, do you want this to happen again? Wow. And I said, no, of course not. Okay, I guess I'll get on the books. And I chose um an iud and that iud ended up being expelled by my body two years later and that was a whole other traumatic event and has affected me and i say all of this because i don't want anybody to be in that position where a doctor is literally like gaslighting you or manipulating you and it's happened a lot i'm not the only buddy i'm not the only person that's that's been through this they Mm -hmm. also incite fear From my experience. And again, you are the authority for your body. You are the authority for your life. You are the authority for your choices. Listen to yourself first. Just because this person has information doesn't mean you can't find that information on the internet or find that information within a holistic doctor that is doing it for the good of you and not for the money that ends up in their bank account later.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I, I love, you know, you just saying that alone, that's so, that is so huge because the fact is doctors are practicing medicine, you know, mm-hmm. at one point in our history, the things that the technology that we have today was never even conceived of. And they were still doing lobotomies every time somebody had mm-hmm. hysteria or whatever, you know, like the fact is we're still practicing medicine. This is, it, it is a science we don't have all the answers yet. And I think that we have right we now and, and and have for a long time uh, a place where doctors feel like they have to go in with 100 percent certainty. And I believe they are trained this way as well, because they don't want you to feel afraid that they might know for a fact that this is the right thing for you. Right. And so I think that we there is a little bit because we just were in the hospital with Dave. I even noticed with them they did not know what was going on with him and every time they came in with a confident approach i was it it was i saw through it and it was like hey it's okay that you don't have the answer we're figuring this out but when dave would ask questions it felt like they they were very defensive and he was just engaging in his health process and by the way they were amazing to him and it was it was really overall a great experience What I noticed though, in them was a, the human side of who they are coming up and beating against what they have been told they need to present. And, uh, and so I think that's also just something to keep in mind. These are just humans who are practicing medicine and, and with the best intention and probably think they have to come in there and tell you, they know exactly what the hell is going on. And, and, Probably they don't <laughs> all the time now sometimes they do um, but it's also important that you're a part of what that decision looks like and what the next step is and that you fully understand it and it's okay you know to best. surrender and just trust what they what they do if that feels right to your heart in that moment mm-hmm. but also if you if you're in that doctor's office and your throat's getting tight and, and the truth is getting stuck here and it doesn't ever make it out of your mouth you know tap into that. Also, am I, am I not saying this because I'm afraid? Am I not saying what, what's on my heart? Because I don't know how, or this person, like you said, this person is, is seems like we've elevated them on a pedestal and they, they know more than me. They have a higher status and maybe money. You see them and you think they make more money than me. This guy has, you know, everything, you know, doctor, they have everything they ever could want. And obviously, you know, yeah. we've, we've learned that's not always the case. Um, and so I, I think that's a huge note too, is, is to recognize that, you know, your role as your own advocate and that these are also just humans trying to figure it out. And, uh, you're Don't allowed to ask questions.
0: Yeah.
1: And ask questions. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh
0: definitely been a journey but like I said earlier it's led me to finding so many different ways and different practices and different modalities to apply to your life to heal what symptoms you are already experiencing and to prevent the onset of disease later yeah because we're also in a society that's incredibly sick. The more disconnected from nature, the more connected to talk, to technology, the more disconnected from each other, the more connected to our phones, the more disconnected from food that grows from the earth. Right? It's it's we're in a living in in particularly in the United States a significantly unhealthy culture. And again, going back to radical concepts, it's radical to prioritize your health. Yeah. Right? And again, that's also a, an act of self love. But I say all of this because I myself have experienced extreme anxiety, mm-hmm. panic attacks, joint pain, cystic acne, eating disorders. You know, I have experienced health issues, mind, mm-hmm. body, and spirit. And I have healed myself through improving my nutrition, through investing my dollar in smaller farms, in organic farms, in prioritizing my drinking water, in prioritizing meditation and slowing down in life, prioritizing sitting with myself, journaling, exercising, working out, movement, going outside, getting sunshine, investing in supplements, investing in acupuncturists and healers, and I know it's an investment. Yeah. It's a significant investment. Even when I barely had any money in the bank, I would invest in my health.
1: Yeah.
0: Because why? Because if you don't invest in your health now, you will invest in illness later. Yeah. That's a famous quote by... I can't... I don't know. But I know yeah. that that's, that's a famous yeah. quote. I can't, take, uh, <laughs> I can't take credit for that one. So... Invest in your health now or you will invest in illness later.
1: Well, and and to, to you who's listening, who's feeling that sinking feeling or that tug at your heart hearing this. If you are feeling like there's a change in your life you know is right for you and you're not ready to take that next step out of fear because it changes your life or maybe it changes your routine or... You're not really sure how to do it. It all just feels like a lot of work and you're already stressed out.
0: Nice.
1: Um, you know, Danny just outlined for you a litany of options on how to get started. You know, it, those are some ways immediately you can make make some changes. Also, listen to what your heart is telling you. Is, is your heart telling you, I'm, I hate the way I eat. I really do. I know the way I eat is bad. I drink pop all the time or soda, whatever you call it. Yeah. I, uh, I, I know that, um, I know that when I, um, you know, put my pants on in the morning, I don't, I don't like that my pants are tight or, you know, what, whatever that thing is. And, and I know those are just physical things. Maybe it's mental where it's like, I do have a lot of anxiety. I, I feel overwhelmed a lot. I, I feel sad. Uh, the, these are all signals from your body. Your body is telling you what is mm-hmm. the truth of, of what's right for you and when you feel that sinking feeling that's that's your inner being that's your soul saying hey we want more we deserve more you're meant for more and so follow follow that call even to just one choice one so maybe this is a good time to get into our challenge what do you think you want to get a challenge for the week
0: absolutely
1: So let's, so we want to set for you a challenge this week on one small thing you can do. So no matter where you're at in your physical, spiritual journey, as it relates to health, apply it to where you're at, but we'd like to give you a challenge to leave the week. Do you have one in your head right now or do you need, do you need a second to settle in? Yeah,
0: I think all insights and revelations and epiphanies come when You are with yourself. My challenge for you is how can you turn down the volume dial on all of the distractions in your life? I was thinking about this the other day. I feel like when I eliminate the distractions, I turn my phone off, I go sit in silence somewhere. That's when the real me comes through. That's when I get, oh, you need to work on this. Oh, this is something that needs to be looked at. So I challenge you this week, if you're somebody that has not even given yourself a minute in your life to sit with you and nothing else, at least a 30 minute time chunk this week to just eliminate all the distractions and sit with yourself and Ask yourself a few questions. How am I feeling physically, mentally, and spiritually? And through that, write those answers out. That is your guidance system. That is going to be your north star on where you need to start changing your life and your habits so that you can heal. And fun fact, you can't heal when you're in fight or flight. You can. Your physical body can only heal when you're in rest and digest. You cannot heal when your nervous system is operating in fight or flight.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you're a uh, if you're a mom who's rushing kids around constantly, your schedule's out of control, or you don't even have time to eat breakfast in the morning,
0: <laughs> you know,
1: check in with how you feel about that. I know that your life may seem overwhelming and very stressful, and like there aren't any answers. We're not asking you to solve those answers, you know, Mm -hmm. or those problems. We're not asking you to find that. So so just slow down and know that whatever comes up, breathe with it and just allow it to exist before you start Uh trying to figure out how to make your life different, you know, because Uh that's, that's something I do sometimes (laughs) or something that in the past I have had some struggles with is like, okay, now I know the problem. Let's fix it. It's not a problem. It's the truth. So when you see what's on this paper, Don't, you know, don't, don't come after yourself or beat yourself up for it not being that way right now. That's what I would like to add to this conversation because I was actually feeling like awareness is a great first place to start. Very simple baseline place to start. That is the first
0: step is awareness. So
1: slowing down like Danny said. And so my, my challenge to you is, is once you have that written down on paper and keep your 30 minute window, you know, keep that, keep that and uh just sit with it for a minute and don't try to solve your problems don't try to judge why your life is the way it is and you should have started doing this a long time ago no it's coming up now for a reason so because
0: you can change it all but the exactly. first step is awareness and the art of surrender is practiced through acceptance so please just accept yourself with where you're at. It is nobody's fault that you are in fight or flight. If anything, it's the society that we live in. You are exactly where you're supposed to be. So just like Mo said, don't try to change it and fix it. And da, 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 da. Just surrender through acceptance of yourself and where you're at.
1: And also now that you found this goal on paper, don't go trying to tell everybody else about it until you figure it out for yourself.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. This is, this is the journey of self. Keep it protected. Keep it close to your heart. You know, it's the reality. The reality is we're outnumbered. You know, we aren't, this isn't, let's say this isn't right now the mainstream thought process of health and the pursuit of happiness. So keep it close to you. Let this be a journey for you. Let this be something special for you. And once you start applying those changes, or once you start slowly, patiently problem solving, and then seeing the positive implications of your personal changes, because of this newfound awareness, then you start influencing people just by radiating a new just energy just new. by being a little <laughs> bit happier a little bit healthier right yeah. so yeah keep it close it's to so you for true. Now.
1: and you know just a just a real quick piece to add to what you said why i started my fitness journey my journey into food is because i saw a girl who lived in the town where i'm from i've never told her this who was posting pictures of her at the gym and having muscles and really like she was like embodying a different energy and I was like oh, what is that I want that is I've never she... what it you know and so I, I just want to add to what you said I started my journey because I saw someone else who was living it and it was that evidence for me you know that I could do it too I knew I could do it yeah. too she can do it I can do it and so right. um So just know that that's that's, you know, your influence, even if that's not your intention, will be there with the people in your life. You don't have to tell them they're going to want to be like how you're being because it will be undeniable for them. You know, so do you have I, I would love to talk about maybe an intention going into this week. Do you have anything else that you want to add? I feel like we probably should have. Several parts of the health. Uh, this this could be multiple conversations, but oh, this is just to...
0: scraping the surface. Yeah. <laughs> this is just scraping the surface. So, yeah, um, I want to say with that to add on to that evidence part, right? I have seen people lose two hundred pounds. I have seen myself heal through my panic attacks and my anxiety completely rewire the programming of my nervous system and how it operated. I have seen people heal extreme gastrointestinal issues. I have seen a couple together drop 300, 300 pounds. I have seen people that have never meditated in their life become obsessed with the practice and more present and more happy. I have seen miracles like that, that uh, story shared earlier with my ex, how he just healed 85% of his pain through just energy work alone. So I want you to know the things that you, the goals that you have personally for yourself or where you want to be in the future are extremely possible. Very, very possible. If you want to lose 200 pounds, you can do it. I've seen it with my clients, many of them. Anything is possible. Please don't sell yourself short. If you are sick, you can heal that. You can become better through these lifestyle modifications. Miracles happen every single day. You have to trust yourself. You have to trust your body and you have to have faith. Your diagnosis is not a death sentence. It's information. What are you choosing to do with it?
1: Mm. That is so good. I want to say that one more time. That last piece, your diagnosis is not your death. It's information. And that information is there for you to say what do you want to do with it. Yeah. That is beautiful. Yeah.
0: So Danny. Yeah. How you feeling, girl? <laughs> I feel good. I feel yeah. good. I feel like some of those I think I went off in some tangents a little bit, but I'm feeling good overall. I, I love feel... every
1: second of it. <laughs>
0: really. Yeah. I I really want this message to get out to the world and I want people to know that there's hope. I want people to know why I do what I do and that I've not only seen people at the depths at rock bottom, but I've been there myself and I've fully recovered and the strength in that there is always a light. There is always a new chapter. So I'm feeling good. So,
1: what is your uh, what would you say is your intention going into this week with this conversation? Now that you've you've shared, and thank you so for so bravely, you know, opening up and sharing your experiences because these are heavy topics.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think my intention is just acceptance.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm ready for all of my stories to be out there.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm ready to fully accept what I've been through and what I've survived. So I think acceptance is mm-hmm. my intention.
1: Yeah. And I just want to celebrate the Danny who got you here to this day too. All the bumps mm-hmm. along the way, all the yeah. rebellion. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that. And I know that because every yeah. every choice you made Led you to this conversation right now yeah. that has the potential to reach a lot of people and impact a lot of lives. So I just think I'm so grateful for does. the Danny who had to go through all of that to get to hear.
0: She is a my inner warrior. teenager
1: wants to hug your inner teenager. <laughs> They're hugging right
0: now, they are hugging right now. And you know, it wasn't until that, it wasn't until that practice this week that I really, yeah. I really honored my inner teenager. That yeah. I really, I saw how much shame and negative emotion I was putting onto her because of the choices that she made in the circumstances that she had. And I brought her to light this week. And I do this, I say this story to honor her and where she was at in life. Yeah. And I love her and i'm i'm fucking proud of her. I'm proud of your inner teenager and i'm so fucking proud of where we are at now. Yeah. It is incredible. And if we have hit this point in our lives at the age that we are, imagine where we're going to continue to go. Yeah. Up 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 up, up It only up. gets better <laughs> from here. So um yeah. i healed myself so that i could be a guiding light for others to heal yeah. as well
1: yeah this is this is the moment this is it it's it's <laughs> So, yeah. i think my word for the week uh will will be surrender I, it yeah. keeps popping in my head and i'm i'm ready to surrender to the truth of what calls to me with with no explanation with no need for control and uh, and really just breathe into what that means from moment to moment. I think that's that that meant, that word is is here and it's settling for me. So surrender. <sighs>
0: yeah. I feel that we need that. We need that right good. now. Let's just surrender to where we're at. We know something's coming, so let's enjoy the lack of change while it's here.
1: Yeah. Well, I. Uh, I am going to surrender. I am going to accept and going into this week, uh, you know, so our episode will be coming out after Christmas, but it'll still be on the holiday season. So we're with you. And if you need anything, I would just like to remind you that we're both here right now. You can book an energy healing session with Danny. If that spoke to you, you can book a one-on-one session or get started in your journey Coaching. with Danny. And, 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 Even nutrition coaching, would you like to speak a little bit about ways they can work with you before we head off for the week?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So you kind of hit the nail on the head a little bit earlier when you were talking about how my journey started with my physical body and then mental and then spiritual. That's exactly what it is, which is why I encompass holistic healing, the mind, the body, and the spirit. I started healing through movement and exercise, which led to nutrition, which led to yoga, which helped me heal my mental health and meditation. And then all of that combined prompted massive spiritual awakenings for me to get into deeper spiritual practices. And that's exactly what I do with my clients is I help them to purify and heal and optimize their physical health their mental health through subconscious work, through working with their belief system, through meditation and mindfulness practices to find more presence and more peace. And then after those two combined, we go on the journey into the spiritual, into spirituality and spiritual practices that help um, uh, support your mental and physical health. And so you can book just a one-to-one Uh, coaching session with me through the link in my bio at danielle.limitlessbeing because I help you to become limitless Um, at danielle.limitlessbeing on tiktok and instagram and if you're like I'm ready for the three six or twelve month journey then message me on one of those platforms and we will get started on that for you
1: amazing And we will link it all out. By the yeah. way, it's it's linked out uh, if you're watching this on YouTube. It's linked out on our our channel on the on the about section. Mm-hmm. I'll also make sure to include all of that in the show notes, and uh, so all the ways to to find us, and of course to work with Danny. We have other updates coming too. So We've be got sure to subscribe. <laughs>
0: and uh, if yes. you're listening
1: to podcast or or YouTube, we'll have more updates coming and some things with social media and uh lots lots of exciting unveilings to come mm-hmm. so thank you for being a part of this journey with us this is very exciting yes. for us and also just just fun to be a part of a community that we are intentionally building together to to have these conversations and to be around people who it's safe to have these conversations and you know it's a, it's a it's a give and take a shift and flow
0: <laughs> shift and flow baby and as you continue on through your week and this information is processing in your mind let what resonated with you let what really aligned with you or called to you in this entire episode start to plant some seeds in your mind yeah. of the potentials of who you are and where you can go and as you continue, you know, come back, come back to these messages, come back to these episodes, keep listening because your subconscious will continue to pick up new information and new ideas, Absolutely.
1: and share with your friends. You know, that's one thing I found when I yeah. have a podcast that I really love, and I want to continue to create culture around me and a community around me that yeah. believes in the same things. I I will share that with other people, and the messages they receive will also teach you because they'll get excited or maybe, you know, someone who's struggling through something and and could use this message. This is a really great way to start some of those conversations as well. So yeah, uh, yeah, I would just encourage you to do that too. So, you know, that, that's how this grows is, is through those, those types of really loving invitations.
0: Yeah. Well, Danny, anything else before we sign off? i love you guys happy holidays happy freaking new year have fun be free and we're excited to continue to connect and grow with you so absolutely. i couldn't say it better that is agreed. All. agreed agreed. love signing yes. off <laughs> <And> signing <laughs> off <laughs>